Yes, sir. Glad to have you back. Um, I'm super excited for this episode. Oh my gosh, we're so cheesy. We're already laughing, dude. Um, but I'm glad to have you back, dude. It's been a while. Uh, update, if any of y'all don't know, Hudson got married. Um, and he has a child on the way, too, which is super exciting. We're all super excited for that. Just found out it's a girl, which is yeah, uh, which is pretty crazy. I guess she is a girl. So, yeah, super, super excited about that. And also, uh, we have our guest today, which is Caleb Hewitt, who is actually Hudson's brother-in-law. And Caleb is one of my best friends in the world, both of um, both of our best friends, one of our best friends. And uh, I'm super excited to um, interview Caleb and just get a little bit of Caleb's testimony. Um, as you can see, they're both at the same place because, you know, they're like basically brothers now. So it's kind of cool. Um, but just to kick us off, Caleb, I want to ask you, um, when did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time and why? Yeah, man. Um, so my story was kind of crazy. Like, like I'm sure a lot of people our age can attest to. I was just, I was stuck in a life just fully living for the world. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of drinking, a lot of just bad and dark season of life that went on for way too long. And God really, like he tried to wake me up over and over and over again. And it, it took an experience that could have, I mean, it could have been really, really bad for me. Um, that God finally just like yelling at me so loud, like give me Mm -hmm. your attention. And, um, whenever that happened, it was just like, I had to face the reality of, wow, like what if I would have died tonight? I would have mm-hmm. had to face my maker, and um, that reality just kind of took me like a flood all at once. And um, that night, I just I remember I called my mom, just sobbing, told her mm-hmm. everything that happened, and um, that kind of that got my gears turning um, for um, just like opening my eyes to to see what God really had for me in depth. And uh, from that point forward, I dedicated my life to God. Um, and since then, man, it's just been like consistent learning, consistent, not always just like comfort necessarily, um, but continuous growth and um, just learning more of who he is with every day. So, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, um, you know, I don't even remember when it was. It was definitely over a year ago that like all three of us yeah, started hanging like out. It was like what? It was like yeah. two years ago, I think. Yeah, and it's crazy, like, to see, obviously, like, we weren't hanging out whenever, you know, you said you were, like, in that dark season of life, but it's really cool to see, like, you know, whenever you first began, like, really walking with the Lord and to see, like, where you're at now, like, it's just amazing, dude, and uh, I kind of want to talk about that, too, like, you know, you've decided to go into ministry, you know, you've said you don't necessarily know what, like, whether to pastor, to be a you know, music pastor. Did I say that right? Worship pastor, whatever. We know what you mean. I know what you mean, but like, yeah, talk to me about that. Like what made you want to do that and go into that? Um, so it was, it was one of those things that I always had a heart for people. I've always Mm -hmm. been drawn to people. I've always been drawn to, um, like helping others, carrying the weight of others, um, loving people. Mm -hmm. And with that, it was always, oh, you're going to be a preacher, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But I was never in a, a season where I could have been susceptible to hearing that. Because it was something mm-hmm. that, you know, when I was growing up, my grandpa was my pastor, and my mom was my worship leader in my church. And so it was something that was fed into me 
from an early age, but <clears throat> after I started following God consistently, um, probably about six months into my, my walk, um, it just, it was crazy um, how it happened. It was just like people I hadn't met before were, you know, telling me, hey, I think you're going to do this, and then multiple people, and then within a week's time, it was just like, it was so evident um, between what people were saying and what I was reading and what I felt God was speaking into me, that this is mm-hmm. this is something that I can't ignore anymore. This is something that I really need to run with. Um, and kind of like you said, I don't really know exactly what that's going to look like necessarily. Uh, every time I try to come up with a plan for myself <laughs> within that, it seems like God sets me right back. Yeah. Oh, um, and so, yeah, man, just, just seeking his will within it all. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's kind of crazy, like, you say that, um, just because, like, you know, you were talking about how, like, um, you continually felt that, like, that push, like, to go into that, like, direction, and, and we've talked a lot lately about, like, um, like, the music thing, for me, like, I've felt a big need to, like, listen to more worship music, and to make that, like, the focal point of my life, and uh, I've just realized, dude, like, it's so hard to listen to God's voice when you're not like filling yourself with the word, uh, with, you know, good spiritual things and stuff like that. So like what's helped me a lot, like lately has been, you know, listening to worship music, like, um, and you've talked to me like a a lot about that because I mean, you literally do music. Um, and, and recently, like I put on my settings on my phone, like I can't listen to explicit music anymore. Like, um, even if it's something is like the clean version or whatever, like I, I can't listen to anything that has an E on it. And that's like, dude, that's just helped me a lot, man. Yeah, no doubt. I, uh, yeah. I always heard it growing up that, you know, it's so easy to get in a, oh, I'm praying, oh, I'm praying, oh, I'm praying, why am I not hearing? But mm. yeah, like you were saying, praying, like, <clears throat> praying's a one-sided conversation. That's our chance to talk. Mm. But if we never get still enough to hear from God or if we never get, um, focused in his word really we're speaking without wanting to hear an answer and so um yeah um having those distractions in your life will definitely it'll just kind of put up a wall between you and god's will and so that's good stuff man mm. yeah most definitely i feel like we should do like an alternate Oh no! I'm 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 I know I know I just thought that dude. No, I I promise. Like I'm literally like looking at like what I'm about to ask him. Oh my gosh! This literally this literally happened. I just been thinking about like I love listening to you guys. Your cut looks good, by the way. I can tell you got faded up. Hey, appreciate it, my boy. But um, I was just thinking about like, you know, like all the times I've spent on here, and then the times I've been off, and like how God always makes the full circle. You know, like. You know, so I've been off the sh- I've been off the podcast for a while, and there's been reasons for it. Some some I would say like I'm not in the place to be teaching right now is what I'd say, or, mm. or I'm just not in the right mindset, you know. But all those were excuses to hold back what's been holding me back. Is that mm. makes sense? And it's just kind of like you know, coming to realization like when did you start living for God? Like what have what have I been doing but running? Because mm-hmm. I got caught up in sin when I got back, right? Mm-hmm. And the repercussions of that were being becoming pregnant. And, you know, with every sin, there's a consequence. But also in every every bit of life, it's a blessing. 
Right. Um, it's crazy to think that, like, even in my stupid stubbornness, like, God still made something beautiful out of it where I have a loving relationship with my wife. We have a kid mm-hmm. on the way. I got brother-in-law that's awesome. I got a, I got a great friend that I do podcasts with that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just kind of like, wow, man, I'm so, I'm so beyond blessed. And even in my stupidness, God can make something happen, you know? Dude, just, of course. That's just been going through my head this whole time while y'all been talking. But. Yeah, and I think that, you know, and, and I was going to ask you this uh, later, but I guess, like, since we're on it, let's talk about it now. Um, you know, you talk about, like, the consequences and stuff like that, but how beautiful it's been, how God has used you and how God has used your family and, and, and all through, like, all the things that have happened, like, how does it make you feel knowing that you and Hallie have so much support as Christians while being parents? And what I mean by that is like, how do you feel knowing that like your family loves the Lord, Caleb's family, Caleb slash Hallie's family loves the Lord. And like, you guys are going to have so much support uh, in your relationship. Man, it's awesome. Uh, and then, and I think in my, my stubbornness again, I'm like, for the longest time, I thought I had to do it all on my own. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I messed up. It's all on me now. Like, God, I, I had it in my mind that, like, God's like, you got it now. Like, you done did it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, done did it. You done, you done did, did it. it. <laughs> I've been out of school for a while, but I'm back. All right, so give, cut me a slack. You're, you're good. But um, going back to that, it's like I was, I was so caught up in this mindset that it's all on me that I was pushing God away. Instead of when in the moment when I needed him most, I was pushing when I should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but having that, having, having family around us, that's like the greatest thing ever. Because I remember when I came to my parents with this, they hugged me, you know, and mm-hmm. I was expecting them to like slap me across the face, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just had all this support, and I, I, I didn't deserve it. I didn't. But that's God's love through all of them, you know. Mm-hmm. I can be more grateful for it. Yeah, most definitely, bro. Because I know that, like, um, you know, there are a lot of people who um, they don't have that kind of support, and they don't have uh, people in their life who are going to guide them and direct them. And I think that you guys are just so blessed um, to have people in your life who um, will just sit you down and say, "Hey, you know, like this is this is what the next step is going to look like." This is what the Bible says about it. This is how you should, um, you know, this is how you should handle it. This is how you should do it. And I think that it's just really cool. Like, you know, you have families who love the Lord and you have people who um, are just going to be there for you guys during this time. And I am going to, I don't know what I'm doing. Sorry. I'm going to kind of redirect back to Caleb for a second. Um, you know, because, because like we've been talking about, you know, having like a great family and support system. And I think that one reason we love doing the podcast is because we want to show people that, you know, my dad's a pastor, Hudson's dad is a pastor, Caleb's grandpa is a pastor, but we still go through struggles and we still um, go through all these things. And so I, I kind of want to talk to you for a second, Caleb, about like, like when you started really living for Jesus, like, what would you say? was like your biggest lifestyle change. And what I mean by that is like, whenever you were growing up and stuff, you had the Lord in your life. Like as far as like your family was going to church, you had, I'm sure your mom always was like, Hey, this verse says this, this verse says that. But like, 
what exactly was like your biggest lifestyle change whenever you, um, you know, after your accident, you said you started like living for the Lord, like what was the biggest change in, in your mindset, I guess you'd say? I think for me, one thing that I've always struggled with, I'm, I internalize things. Mm. And so to combat that, like, even if it's not just my own stuff, you know, I carry the weight of others, like I was kind of talking about earlier. And so Mm. for me, like, I would always, to combat that internal battle that I was fighting in my own head against my own mind, I would surround myself with hecticness, you know, people, Mm -hmm. a party, uh, always, I literally, dude, there was a season when I was just like really living um, for the world where I don't know if I was home a single night for like a year. Wow. Yeah, dude, like I would, I would come home late at night and be like, you know, good night. You know, that was, Mm -hmm. um, and I realized now that it was that light, like you were saying, that was in my house of spiritual walls that are in, um, my house and my support group. It was that light reproving the darkness in my life. It was conviction. Um, Mm -hmm. but so it was having to learn that being alone is a good thing. Um, yes, for yeah. sure. And, um, so it took me, it, I hit a just all-time low. You know, I was mm-hmm. looking around, I was like, you know, in high school, I, I knew a bunch of people. I knew I, I knew everything that was going on seemed like I had connections. I had people that I could reach out to. And it literally took me hitting a point where I felt like I had nobody to get still enough to realize if I have nobody and I have God, then I still have everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it took me being in that, that broken state for God to take the pieces and alter them and put me back together into something new. Like I've got people around me. I've got a group, a great group of guys that's around me, but I don't ever, if I'm alone, I'm not going to revert back to the old crowd, you know? Mm -hmm. Just because I'm lonely, and um, so it took me. It took me learning to be alone, um, to be able to get still enough to hear from God. I would say was the biggest, and because of that, um, it, it negated a bunch of temptation, a lot of um, internal battles that I had pushed for so long. It gave me time to sit down and address the root of them, and you know, take mm-hmm. them apart piece by piece and fix them um, through God. And yeah. I would say that would be, it kind of started the domino effect for me, you know, mm-hmm. from the crowd was what got the gears turning to stop all the other nonsense I was doing, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, that's good stuff, dude. Like, I promise you, I, I went through a period of time, um, like during COVID where, like you said, you were talking about like, you know, you were never alone. Like you were always doing something. I wasn't always doing something, but I was alone and couldn't be alone, if that makes sense. Like, I I hated being alone. Like, I literally felt like I couldn't just sit still and open my Bible and pray and be okay. And it's almost like I was out, like, I felt like before COVID, I was doing so much with other people that I never took time to sit and just be still and know God. Like, I wish I could explain to you it's there's not a comparison to how much scripture I know now compared to two years ago. Like it's crazy because I've just taken time to sit still and know God and um, Hudson. I Yes. And learning how to apply it. Like I, bro, I literally like, 
And Hudson, you can help me out with this because I know you love the Bible. I know you're a big Bible guru. Like I literally, like you said, I didn't know how to apply the Bible to my life until probably two years ago. Like I would say, okay, well, you know, Joshua 1, 9 says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But I didn't actually know that like that was in the book of Joshua whenever he was leading the Israelites to the promised land. Like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know that kind of stuff. And yeah, dude, I, I would say like my lifestyle has changed changed dramatically since I just dedicated my life to knowing the Bible. Talk about that a little hood. Um, so yeah, like studying the Bible and just skimming over it is two completely different things, you know. It's easy to look. I got I got caught up for a while where I'll just I'd get on my phone and I'd read the verse of the day and I'd be like, mm. keeping that streak alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> but I'd read the verse of the day and be like all right, bet. And then just turn off my mm-hmm. phone, you know? Mm-hmm. But when, but, but now that, like, when I'm journaling and, like, highlighting stuff, it sticks with you. I mean, it's a proven fact that, like, writing down stuff in a lecture and just from whatever you're reading helps you remember it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's a lot better to look back to and, and say, I was at this point in my life, now I'm here, you know? Mm-hmm. It's time to chew on scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when you were talking about the application thing, if you read something and write it down, like, how are you going to dissect that? Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, like the verse of the day thing, honestly, I've I've used it sometimes, and it's been a positive mm-hmm. thing. Because, yeah. I'm, no, I know what I you're, saying, you're saying, 100%. I you're saying I'm too. not going against you. Like, that is definitely doing, like, going through the motions, like yeah. you were saying. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, taking small pieces and just, like, because if you read a chapter, it's really hard to focus on a section. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I've had times where one verse in a day has filled my cup because, like, I can chew on that. Yes. Verse. Dang, dude, this this hit home. This spoke to me. Um, mm. And, like, just taking the time to chew on that scripture all day. And I promise mm. you, I don't know if there's ever been a time when I've done that where in the middle of that time while I'm awake that day, there's an opportunity where I can apply that. Like, I don't know if that's never not happened. Right. Okay. No, for sure. do it on this today. <laughs> yes. No, I agree 100%, bro. Like, and that's, that's crazy you said that because um, I was reading today and, you know, I've told you both, like I'm reading the whole Bible and it's, I, I've studied it super hard, like throughout and, and I've been reading it slow and it's been kind of hard, but like, I have it right here. I was reading second Chronicles and for the first time in a while, I actually journaled while I was reading my Bible. And I feel like I got so much more out of it. And I actually like I wanted to share this at some point during the episode, but uh, I'm in Second Chronicles chapter 10. And Rehoboam is like Solomon's successor as king in Israel. And I'm going to give you a long story short. Basically, these people came uh, to Rehoboam and they said, hey, are you going to take it easier on us whenever we're working? And he he said, OK, go away and in three days, come back and I'll have an answer for you. And he asked two group of people what he should do. He looked at the elders of Israel. And he said, hey, how should I handle this situation? And they were like, you should, you know, be kind to them and take it easy on them and you'll earn their respect. And then he asked, it literally says uh, right here. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't find it. Anyways, it's his group of friends, basically. The other people he asked was his group of friends. And he was like, hey, how should I treat these people? And they literally said, now tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. 
I will make it even heavier. My father scor uh, scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. And he, he went with his he went with his friend's advice. And then literally the entire like like half of Israel turned on him because they like they were like, wow, like our king is a jerk. <laughs> and yeah. simply because and like, honestly, I probably would have just read over that if I didn't actually journal about it. And I journaled about it and I literally prayed like in my journal. I was like, God, surround me with people who have my best interest at heart when I make decisions and help me like to just be around people who are going to like point me towards you because because Jeroboam made that one decision the entire like kingdom ended up falling like and I don't know if you guys know that story which I honestly didn't until I read it but it's just crazy to me like how it's do what I've never heard that honestly I've never heard that story. like well no and like neither did I but like it's crazy how like just because I journaled like I learned all that and if I do that every day like it's crazy how much more I'll learn so well, I, I, knew, yeah. I knew when you're getting at with the um, carrying your yoke, and I know that's interesting. Mm -hmm. like, uh, my burden is heavy, but uh, God makes mm -hmm. me yoke to pull, and I, I kind of caught that, but I never mm -hmm. heard that. That was cool. I yeah, I never heard that story, but it was just crazy to me how he asked elders, hey, what should I do? And then he asked his buddies, who, yeah. it, like, in the context of it, I, I to my knowledge, his buddies were not following the Lord. And so it's like, it's crazy how you make a decision, like you said, like you're at a party and your buddies say, hey, you should do this. But then your group of believers and your support system says, no, you should do this. And it's like, you know, which one should I do? And obviously, like, we should listen to the people who love us. Um, but I, just, I caught that and I thought it was really cool. Is something else you could take away from it? Maybe like this dude needs to befriend the elders. Yeah, Exactly. Why is this dude not friends with those people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, exactly, bro. And it, it says, like, right here, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they served his father Solomon during his lifetime. Like, like these people, like, served Solomon all his life. And they were they were there, like, all of Jeroboam's life, and they saw him grow up and stuff. And I just, I just, I don't know. I just thought that was cool. So, giving y'all a piece you know, of my... Actually, what? <laughs> but, um... Going back to studying and reading scripture, um, another thing that I've learned, if I'm not in the word for two days, me and my wife will somehow get into it over something mm. little, big, it doesn't matter. We will find something to get into it. And it's just mm. more of our flesh coming out, you know? It's like yeah. we're, start, we're starting to shine, you know, our flesh is shining through us, and it's just causing more mm. problems. So, like, especially if you're if you're in a serious relationship, married, or anything along those lines, being in the scripture together, or even in your separate times, is very, very important. Like for sure. And, and praying at night, and just long, long talks, long talks where you, you tell how you feel, or you, mm. you explain what's going on in your your heart, she and hers, mm. and it's just it's better that way when you're when you're more vulnerable about the word and yourself. That's just a little throwing that in there. Bro, no, most definitely. Like I, and I, I had this conversation with Caleb. Actually, I don't know if I told you about this, um, Caleb. But you know, you're talking about scripture, and I've been talking about music. The other night, I went to play pickup. I know I'm not gonna make this episode about basketball, I promise. But I went to play pickup, and I was listening to like rap and stuff like that before I went. And 
there was a time, like you said, like if you're not in your word, if you're filling yourself with the wrong things, like it'll come out. And I remember I played pickup and I won't say who it was, but like at the end of a game, a dude didn't pass it to me or something. And we ended up losing. And I went over to this dude and I said, Hey bro, I'm just wondering, like, do you like winning? Like, <laughs> like, no, like, listen, 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 listen. But like, I went up to him and said, do you not like winning? And then somebody else kind of like gave me the, you're a jerk look. And he just went, I mean, yeah, I like winning. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm just wondering. And I just, dude, I just went over there and I sat down and I went, why did I just say that? Like, why did I just do that? And I, I noticed a difference that when like, if I'm listening to worship or Christian rap before I go play, my attitude's way different. And it's like, that's like, I've dude, I'm telling you, that's been on my heart all the time. And it like, after that moment, when I realized, oh my gosh, you know, like you said, like, if you're not in the word, like you might have an argument over something dumb, like, or you might say something you don't mean. Like, that's like, after that, that's when I went in my settings and I like turned off like all explicit music because I was like, dude, like if this is going to affect the way I treat people and the way I am in my relationships, like I, I cannot like have this anymore in my life. Actually, a great idea. I really like that. Yeah, I can show you how to do it I sometime. Mean. Yeah, but um, yeah, HUD, we're gonna go uh back to you for a second. Man, like um, that. you like that? I know, I know. Hey, man, Caleb, all your questions are scratched, bro. It's just just for Hudson now. Nah, yeah, you're good. Um, what has been the biggest difference from like for you going from dating Hallie to being married to her? And like, you're probably the youngest married person that's ever been on the podcast. And I think you have a unique perspective because you've been married like what, a month, two months, something like that? Three. Three. Oh, my bad. My bad. So, but yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Talk to me. Like what's been the biggest difference and what's, you know, how's that been? Well, I mean, everything changed, man. Like it's Mm -hmm. crazy to think like three months ago we were dating or engaged. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, we both made this decision, like, this is what we need to do and what we have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it just so happened we love each other a lot. So it was great. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, it's definitely been a challenge adjusting to, mm-hmm. it's not about me anymore, man, like, at all. Like, right. Like, it's about her and my child, you know? It's not, it's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't even think of stuff I really want anymore, you know? Like, I don't have desires like I did, like. A new pair of shoes or something like that i'm like mm-hmm. i'm more interested in to see what she's got going on or like what she wants to plan to do you mm-hmm. know and us coming together with an idea like that it's it's, it's fun it really is mm-hmm. and knowing that you have somebody that's like through thick and thin no matter what like we could have a knockdown drag out argument but at the end of the day we're saying i love you and going to bed you know mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's cool to have that that thick and thin forever kind of deal mm-hmm. and, Especially with somebody as, as, as strong, strong-minded as her, and like mm-hmm. um, that really pushes you to be better. It's mm-hmm. to have that in your life, and especially going from like just seeing each other like every other day for an hour. It's mm-hmm. like every day, so you're gonna get into yeah. how, where you put your toothbrush or like <laughs> yeah how you put the sh- the soap back in the shower, and it's just stuff like that. But yeah. Gather and figure it out. Yeah, no, most definitely, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
Caleb, we were talking about uh, going from dating to married. Um, yeah, but yeah, since Caleb's back, we're gonna we're gonna push on Caleb now. I'm gonna ask you, uh, what's it been like? Obviously, you and Tori are still dating, obviously, but um, what's it been like for you going from dating to now you guys are engaged? I think it's just like, it took me a while, honestly. I think it was the first time I introduced her as my fiance that the realization hit me. And uh, (laughs) so the realization of, wow, like, this is actually happening. Because, you know, we're planning Mm -hmm. a wedding. We're planning where we're going to live. Her mom, like, has already bought signs for our house. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, like. I don't know, man. It's just, it's so fun going into a new season. Um, even in the still dating stage, I mean, which we are technically. Um, it's a little different, though. Yeah, it's like you open up a whole new door to a new chapter where it's setting yourself up for the next step. You know, the right. Step. And it's just, it's super exciting. It, it can't get here fast enough. Mm. Look, yeah. I have a question. Go ahead. I'd like to know where uh, you stand in your dating life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> bro! How'd I know? Drop the ball! Oh like my it? gosh, bro! <laughs> Yo, now I'm getting interviewed, man. No, I don't. Honestly, like, I, it really, truly, honestly, like, I don't have like a specific person in my life who. Mate, why are y'all dapping each other up, man? Why are y'all dapping each other up, bro? Don't be doing that to me, man. Y'all don't be doing that to me, man. Y'all are instigating. No, but I know, I know. No, I don't have like. No, I don't have a specific person in my life right now who, um, you know, who I'm like, man, like, I really feel like I could date that person. I would say, like, there's maybe a, a couple people, like, I admire who I'm like, man, like, I really love their love for the Lord. Um, and for me, like, man, that's the biggest thing. Like, you guys both are, you're married, you're getting married to somebody who loves the Lord. And, like, that's my biggest thing, man. Like, I just want to, I want to be with someone who loves Jesus um, and who, accepts me for the weird way I am. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. Are you single Christian ladies out there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. Hey, I got, I got something to say, though. I, I actually uh, saw this on, like, a church billboard sign, and I was like, wow, that's actually really good. But it said, run as fast and as hard to God as you possibly can, and if, and if someone catches up with you, then introduce yourself. Nice. Hey, I, I agree. I like that. That's tough. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll, I'll tell you guys, like, you know, I'm I'm kind of glad you asked me that. Nobody ever asks me questions like this. But, uh, no, seriously, though, like, I, um, I, I really tell myself all the time, like, dude, I do pray for my future spouse. Like, I do. And I, and I, t- and I tell myself all the time, I'm like, man, like, God is continuing to sanctify me and continuing to um, you know, get my character in the right place so that, you know, whenever I am introduced to that person that I can love them the right way. Like, dude, I mean, my mom said the other day, she was like, everything, you know, like everything's on God's time. And, uh, I know that, you know, during this time, God is just shaping and molding my character and my heart so that I can love someone the right way. And, and it took me a while to get in that mindset. (laughs) Like it took me a while to be like, I'm not saying I don't like, you know, get sad or whatever, but like I really try to keep a positive attitude. <laughs> Why are you laughing, bro? I just love how real you are. Bro, you're so real. Yeah. I love it, 
Yeah, but no, I'm I'm good, boys. You know, whenever God uh, introduces me to that person, I'll uh, you know, and uh, he gives me he gives me the thumbs up. I'll love her as much as I possibly can. So, for all you yeah. single gentlemen watching that are in the same boat as Caleb, make a list and write make down a list. Not, not physical attributes. Write down. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I'm telling you, I did this, and it is like it was crazy. Oh, I thought I, I, was, I was laughing at something totally different. I thought no, I thought I thought he was about to say make a physical list. She has to be five six. She has to be no, like I thought he was about to just joke. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Attributes like like family um, matters. Um, right. Like, that, like went down. Um, my uh, not afraid of odds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Outside of the box, not afraid of adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, God first, obviously, and like I prayed over that list for a year and three months before me and Tori started dating. And dude, it was like whenever it happened, and we started dating, the more I've gotten to know her, it's like everyone checked off. Right. And it's like yeah. God, okay, I was in the same boat, dude. I was mad. I was like, why is this not working out? <laughs> yeah. God. And it was because God had to prepare me, like you were saying, God had mm-hmm. to sanctify me to be ready to receive that girl and to be mm-hmm. the right man for her. And so, yeah, dude, that was a big thing. That happened. Dude, no, I love I'm, – I'm glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that because we've talked about that a lot. And, like, I didn't actually, like – I wasn't going to talk about that. Podcast. <laughs> Do what? So this is turned into a Christian dating advice podcast. Yeah, from – to uh, a married guy, an engaged guy, and a single guy. <laughs> but wow, all three but, stages, bro. It really is. We're in a lot too. <laughs> no, we're literally in three different stages of life. That's crazy. Uh, or uh, three different sta- stages of like relation, your relationship, what, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But dude, I'm I'm really glad you said that. No, seriously, because like, man, if you know, you have to have. Um, I, I don't want to say – I've seen a lot of people get really specific with it, like their negotiables and non-negotiables like, you know, oh, she has to be blonde. She has to be this. She has to be that. And it's like, no, that's that's not the case. But like one thing I know is that I want to be with someone who absolutely loves Jesus. There's no doubt that they love Jesus because, I mean, I'm just going to say it, like I've been – in relationships before or really like a relationship where I feel like you know Jesus was cool but I don't know if Jesus was like our center point of what we were you know basing our entire life off of man and it was like not a a 70 30 thing but a 100 percent thing man and that's what I want man above anything else like like okay Tim Tebow uh we ain't talked about Tim Tebow in a while so don't make fun of me Hudson but um Tim Tebow was talking about how with his wife, uh, Demi, like they don't have anything in common as far as interests. Like she had never been to a football game before they got together. She had never been to a baseball game because, you know, she's from Africa. Like he had never been to a pageant before or whatever. But then he said that like he said that people like would ask him like, man, like do y'all have any of the same interests? And he was like, you know what? We're very passionate about two things. We are extremely passionate about Jesus and we're extremely passionate about fighting for people who can't fight for themselves and fighting for people who like like they fight, um, you know, sex trafficking, um, human trafficking. I think those are along along the same lines or maybe they're the same thing. But but they're like saying as far as like what they're most passionate about, like they're both 
like passionate about those things and they want to fight for them. Like, you know, Caleb, you want to go into ministry? Like you got to have somebody who would support you if you were in ministry and Tori definitely will. So that's really cool. So, so yeah, uh, I, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta look but, for that ride or die for sure. Boys. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, man. Oh, man, we just, <laughs> I heard you. What'd he say? Well, I, was gonna, I said you gotta look for that ride or die. And that's yeah, I know. Right. I heard you. Oh, okay. I thought you were just laughing to laugh. <laughs> No, dude, I heard, I'm just, I was laughing because you're so like, you're, uh, you're very like, I don't know how to explain it. Macho. Like, yeah, macho. Yes, yes, yes. Macho. That's the word. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta have a beautiful lady that you live life with. And Hudson's like, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta have a rod or die. Like, and look at this man. You gotta. Got a mustache on. Man, I missed you guys, man. I ain't seen y'all was, in a while. It was great catching up with you, bro. And um, I hope I hope that everybody listening got something out of just this kind of fun everything at once. This is kind of podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh I hope yeah, dude, it has been something you can pick out. Yeah, and I do wanna before we get off, which I didn't plan on getting off, but I guess we can get off because you want to get off. But um before we get off, I do gotta ask one more question. Um, and this is for both y'all. Y'all both can answer this. Like, what is your best piece of advice? Um, like when it comes to like, you know, we're going through our walk every day. Um, you know, there's, um, I mean, you know, we live in a broken and fallen world, dude. Like there's just so many things around us going on. And, um, I just feel like, you know, you, we got, we have something really special, man. Like we have a really cool, friendship i can call either of you guys anytime and i feel like we can talk about literally anything in the world um so i would just say like what's your best piece of advice to people if they don't have that like if they don't have um a good group of friends who they can talk to anytime or um like that community like what's y'all's best piece of advice on like how to find that i guess you'd say when i was (laughs) well i've been in I had like two different lives, really. But when I was living in Oxford, wow. well, I mean, like not two different lives, just like two totally different. Oh. I know what you're. I know what you're saying. Anyways, anyways, when I was living in Oxford, and I just kind of, I just kind of took a whim on everything, and I, I moved out there by myself. Um, I was alone a lot, and you remember this? I was like, bro, I'm yeah, bored. like I was seriously, yeah. I remember kicking, kicking a bottle around. Calling Caleb and going, bro, I'm bored. <laughs> like, just <laughs> yeah, and like just stuff like that. But clinging on to my word, and then I immediately plugged into a church. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, it was it was doors were open, Bible studies were on Wednesdays. I found a lot of cool people to connect with, and everything like that. And it took a while, it did, to get like acquainted with everybody and get in in the scene with friends. And then when mm-hmm. I did. I did kind of just leave and go to the Marine Corps, but I had the opportunity. <laughs> I had the opportunity to like grow in that community when I found that mm-hmm. that strong group. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like on top of that, like Hudson was saying, we live in a country. We are blessed enough. If you were watching this in America, um, that I think that if you look for them, the people are there. For so long, I can't right. tell that there wasn't 
a Christian group of friends oh, yes. out there for yes. me. But yes. the thing was, yes. I wasn't looking for him. What was I doing to plug myself into a group? Like Hudson was bored. Mm-hmm. He didn't have anything to go on, so he went to a church. All right, that's the root mm-hmm. of where the family is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that somebody won't come find you or the right people won't be placed uh, in your life through a miracle or supernaturally or whatever, but I do think that in any relationship, it's going to take effort on both parts. And so if you don't take the step and the effort to go find the people, I don't know how easy it's going to be to find them. Yes. Hey, hey somebody Bro. go ahead that because uh, I, I really <laughs> like that. Don't get caught up in this small town mindset that's like, well, I've done all there is to do. Like, I'm just stuck here. Like, you're not. Like, yes. There's so many churches, even in Batesville, there's a community anywhere you go, you know? I think that's been a mindset. Mm-hmm. Both of us have hit. Oh like, yeah, or no any, any guy. I've hit that too. I've hit that too. Yeah, dude. Like, but they're here. You know, some of my friends are people mm-hmm. that I never would have. You know, like my boss at my last job, 35, mm-hmm. 36 year old man, wife and kids. I can call that dude up anytime. You know, right. Dad is like an asset of my like. That's somebody I can call up on. It's somebody that can speak truth into me. It doesn't have to be. You know. Like, what we draw up in our mind is who our people is going to be. You know, we have to be open mm-hmm. to that in whatever form it comes in. But um, if you seek after the Lord and you seek after the right people that will lead you to the Lord, I believe that God, He sees our hearts and He's going to place the right people on our path if we genuinely seek after that. Yes, bro. I was, Dude, I was going to say, oh, go ahead, you. I like I just to add on just a little bit more. Not just like he said to actually see. Not just the kind of the mindset like uh, I, I gave it my best shot. But if you're actually like diving into it, then you will. Like yeah, if, God's not there. God will never abandon His people. You know, mm. he never He never will. He never has. Never will. Hebrews thirteen five. And so, so when you're in in His will, you cannot fail or you won't be left hopeless or abandoned. Mm-hmm. And dude, yes, I love that you said that so much because like, okay, I've been thinking about, I don't know where in the gospels it is, but Jesus says like, ask and you shall receive, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people make that prosperity gospel stuff and they say, okay, well, if I ask for $10,000, then I'll get it. But that's not what the verse says. The verse says, ask and you shall receive if it is within God's will. And I don't know if that's exactly quoted, but y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I began to realize I've been like, man, like, like that verse confused me for like when I was younger, that verse confused me because I'd be like, man, like if I ask God for um, more athletic ability, like, why don't I get it? Because, <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? And like, I, and that's why I like, I never read the full thing if it's within God's will and God's will is for us to be more like Jesus. Right. So if we ask God, show me how I can seek out more people. God, give me self-control. God, help me to control my anger. Help me. And like, if you pray that prayer, he will show you how you can do that because that is within his will. Becoming more like Jesus is within his will. But like you said, you got to meet him halfway, dude. You got to give him effort. You can't just be like, well. I was really hoping when we were talking about the whole dating thing and like finding Tori and finding Hallie and all that, and like about you, I was thinking about this, and I was hoping that the opportunity would be uh, brought up for me to say it. And people might be like, oh, that's ridiculous. But this is something that I said once in one of my tangents. 
And I, I stick with it, and I believe as a true believer of God, there are only two seasons. There are seasons of preparation, and there are seasons of your prayer being answered. Mm-hmm. And like Because like you were saying, ask and you shall receive. Okay, God, it says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Mm-hmm. God does not exist in this reality of time that we exist in. He created time. He's outside looking mm-hmm. in. We're inside looking out. And so sometimes we're praying, like you said, $10,000, athletic ability. But what we don't know is if we're gifted that, what are we going to do with it? God, right. God sees the end result of that blessing that he can or can't give you. And so mm-hmm. either that is something God's like, okay, like this is something that he's going to use to glorify me. I'm going to start working on him. You know, he's not mm-hmm. good. I mean, he's fully able to snap his fingers, boom. Okay, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Work and windmill like he could. <laughs> hey. He, you know, he is going to... He's gonna start. If that's something that he that he finds within his will for us, and something that he knows we'll use to glorify him, he's gonna start chipping away at everything that's a barrier. He's gonna start growing mm-hmm. us in the areas that we're able to receive that um, that blessing whenever he answers it. And here's the thing that a lot of people need to realize: sometimes in the midst of that praying, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. The answer has already been been answered, but we're not mm-hmm. willing to accept it because the answer is no. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Yes. God knows the end result. What he could give you exactly, he could give you that $10,000 you're praying for. What if you got that $10,000 and went and blew it? You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'd have to show for that. I would like to say something. I was actually, I actually saw this video the other day and it was this Mm -hmm. guy, or he was kind of like, he was kind of, it was kind of like a lecture setting, like maybe a theological class. And he was telling the class, he was like, how many people in here um, know somebody or are acquainted with somebody that wants to know the gospel? Mm-hmm. And if that same person, how many people will fight you over that? And what, mm-hmm. what he, he, he kind of connected with this idea was, if you were to ask that person, if the Bible was true, would you believe it? Mm-hmm. Half of those people would say no, because they don't want it to be true. They don't want to yes. They want to stay in this idea that they're the god of their own lives, and they don't have to give in to somebody else. Amen. Also, yeah. Because the people that are seeking God and seeking knowledge will find Him. Yes. And come to Him. But the people that just want to argue about it, they don't want answers. They just want to be right. In yes, this, bro. In, exactly in, where they are. Exactly life. where they are. They don't want to adjust. Yeah. Listen, I literally have this written down right here. Like, I wish I could. Like, I'm actually, I'm going to send it to our little group message. It's kind of cool. I wrote this down in my notes two days ago. And I know it's going to sound funny, but like, I was watching a, a show. And this guy in the show, he said, don't lie to yourself because of how much you want to be right. Right? And like, I've realized that, that I've done that in my own life. Like I've been like, okay, take for instance, like if I say that um, if I'm shooting on the gun at Williams, like, you know, the shooting machine, if I'm shooting on the gun and my goal is to make 30 shots in a row, right? And I tell myself whenever I shoot, like say I get to 28 in a row and I miss one, right? I could say, oh, well, the reason I missed was because uh, the net was in the way, right? That doesn't really count. And then I make two more and I go, oh, yeah, hit 30 in a row. Dude, no, I didn't. I'm lying to myself, right? And it's like we lie to ourselves sometimes and say like – like to say like if somebody was like, I know the entire Bible. 
Dude, I honestly could not name all 66 books right now, but I'm trying to get there, right? And so if we're not honest with ourselves, we're literally never going to grow as people. We're never going to grow in our faith. We're, if, like if I ever say like, hey, man, I, I've got it all figured out, then you don't. Like the more I learn about Jesus, the more I learn that I got a lot more to learn. And this is something that took me way too long to realize. Mm-hmm. But like I think that a lot of that mindset is more prominent in males because we have to have everything. We have to We're, put yeah. We, I think a lot of us in our heads subconsciously without even meaning to, we try to get to God. Like, mm-hmm. What we don't realize is God's going to meet us where we are. You know, mm-hmm. we, we can push all we want, but the second we sin one time, we're stuck in a never-ending loop. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Our life is already dirty. We've sinned. We're not Jesus at that point. And so it doesn't matter if we go perfect for the rest of our lives. We will never meet God with our actions. We will never meet God mm-hmm. with the amount of pushing, the amount of training, and the amount of lying to ourselves, like you said. But the beauty of it, the thing that causes true change that will sustain is the mindset that realizing that God meets us where we are, in the middle of the dirty, in the middle of the yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that's something that's really been resonating in me, like in the past week. I just focused on like grace, you know. Yes. It finally passed my brain and made it to my heart for the first time. <laughs> we can't push hard enough. It doesn't matter. We can't act good enough. We can't say yes. the right things. But God will mm-hmm. meet us, and that mindset alone, recognizing that love that He has for us, is what causes us to change. Because we're like, wow, look what He's yes. done for me. What can I do for him? Now, mm-hmm. my, mom, my mom always says, you can take a thousand steps away from God, but all it takes is one to get back to him. Mm. I love that, dude. I love that so much. It's at home for me, too. And, like, this idea of, like, his grace is unfailing and his love. And we there's no action that can get, get us into heaven, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. without his grace, we, nobody would go to heaven. Mm-hmm. So Right. It's cool. Dude, no, I agree 100%, bro. Like, I, I'll tell you this, man. I, when I was in high school, and we, we've talked about this on here. We had an episode where we literally just talked about, like, porn. Like, when I was in high school, I tried so hard to earn God's love. Like, I would be like, okay, like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to smoke because then God will love me more. And it's like, dude, that's not how it works. And, like, as a result of that, like... Uh, like I was hiding in shame and guilt and, and sin. Like I was like watching porn and stuff like that. And that was like my escape. And like, I, and I've talked about it on here a little bit, you know, it's been such a long time since that sin has like had a grip on my life. But man, like whenever I tried to earn God's love and didn't just let him love me, like I started striving. And when we strive, we're going to burn out, dude. It didn't sustain it's an attitude adjustment. It's all it is. Like that is. It really. Man-made. That's man-made change, and we're man-made creatures. I mean, it, not it, man-made creatures. We. It's man-made <laughs> change, and yes, it'll never, it'll never sustain eternally, and you'll never unless be, something supernatural intervenes. Mm-hmm. And you'll never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. You'll never have mm-hmm. a sense of accomplishment or peace. You'll never right. have that peace. You always be like, mm-hmm. I messed up today. Like, I'm not going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Or like, I did this today. I'm. God hates me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, it is. It is nice to have that grace, but also comes with that mindset that you can't abuse it. You can't abuse it. You can't just say. Yep, oh, that's what Paul says. 
But mm-hmm. this is the way I clearly see it. When you when you're in the light, you don't want to go back to the darkness. For sure. When you see the light, you strive for the light. So that's that's the mm-hmm. once saved, always saved mindset that I, I, I have. But me and Bubba talk about this all the time, where we'll 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 kind of collide ideas and stuff. But the idea is that like if you're if you're truly if you're truly set on God, it'll show. It will. Yes, you'll have fruit. Yeah, now that's the bottom line of it, bro. You'll have fruit, and like, um, no, me and Caleb have talked about that too. Like, if you're, you know, if you are, if you're saved, if you have accepted Jesus into your heart, like, your fruit is gonna show, and that's one of those things. Like, in you know, in James, like, people worry. Like, in James, it says, like, you know, um, faith without works is dead, and it's like, like, I've gotten caught up in this idea before that, like, oh my gosh, if I'm not good enough, like, I don't have my works, and if I don't have my works, that means I'm not saved, but that's not what that means. It's saying that once you're saved, like you like it will result it it will result in fruit. And what that means is that you will have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, like the fruits of the spirit. And yeah. So <laughs> dude, we all like went from best piece of advice to that. I love changes, bro. I love rabbit trails. It, it'll show. Good stuff. It'll show. Bottom line is it'll show. Mm-hmm. Dude, yes, I love rabbit trails too, Caleb, because it makes for the the deepest conversations. We have yeah. the worst rabbit trail conversations ever. Dude, it's so we bad. Me, yes. Like, should I eat Lay's or Doritos? And we end up talking <laughs> three hours. Yes, bro. Oh my gosh. Like, we'll like we're even doing it right now. Yeah. Like. We'll just start going like we'll, we were literally like, like about being on a rabbit hole right rabbit now. Trail. <laughs> yes, bro. But no, I love it, dude. This is like this is why I love the podcast right here. Like Caleb told me a while ago, he was like, you know, when you try to just fit it in instead of enjoying it, like you're gonna resent it. But dude, I just I I, I love doing this. I love getting on here and just having conversations and making people feel like they're right here with us. And I'm not gonna lie, like I kind of forgot we were recording. Because of how like how much we've just been talking, you know. Yeah, it has been fun. Well, yeah. But with everything being said, I've had fun, and I've enjoyed talking to my boys, and it's great to be back mm-hmm. on here. I love mm-hmm. everybody that's listening, and uh, just keep on. He's got a computer. I what? You got to bring us home. Yeah. Oh, okay, Caleb. You got to say anything else? Y'all, y'all got to say anything else before we get on. Taking the time to. Invest in me and see what I've got to say, and it's been real deal. Lots of yes, fun. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been fun. All right. Well, if y'all like want to hear more of our conversations, I don't know. Come hang out with us.